During college, I did one of the riskiest things in my life. Can anyone relate to that? Uh, my wife and I went on a mission trip to Brazil, but that wasn't the risky part. While we were in Brazil, we had the opportunity to go paragliding off an ocean cliff down to the beach. Uh, we didn't get the exact height of the cliff, but I think it was somewhere between 600 and 1,000 feet. Uh, definitely high enough to cause some serious long-term problems. And this was risky for me because I'd never done anything like this before. And because at the time, my wife was just my fiance, and I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of my future wife, who at this point could still say, I don't. And as we're getting ready with the gear and our guides, I'm feeling a bit fearful about running off this cliff and hoping the chute catches air and I don't plummet several hundred feet. And then one of the instructors says, you're first. And I look up and realize he's talking to Kimberly and her guide. And while I felt relieved, I also felt like I should speak up and, and offer to go first. Needless to say, Kimberly ran and jumped off the cliff first before I could say anything. And then after a little bit of time, it was my turn with my guide. Now, if you don't know, I'm six foot three, so I was quite a bit taller than my guide. And so as I'm running off this cliff, my guide's feet couldn't touch the last 15 feet. So now I'm running off the cliff, not just for myself, but with this other person attached to me. This was definitely out of my comfort zone. And on some level, we all have comfort zones, areas or parts of our lives that don't include risks and avoid fear. And for some of us, we stay in our comfort zones because we can build something in them. We can plan in our comfort zones. We can create routine in our comfort zones. But what if we're not meant to live in our comfort zones? What if we were meant for something more that included movement and steps? Because just like it would be crazy to think about five-year-old me trying to start elementary school by paragliding off a cliff, taking risks of faith with Jesus usually starts with smaller risky steps. We're in part three of this series called Risky Business, and I want to thank Decatur City Church for some of the ideas in this series. Last week, we talked about the miraculous, strange, and strangely humbling story of Peter walking on water to Jesus and then sinking in the water before Jesus reaches out and grabs him. Uh, I heard another pastor, Joseph Sojourner, talk about how this story might be different if it happened today. Uh, when modern-day Peter sees Jesus standing on the water, um, then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus would say. And so Peter asked someone to hold his phone. Now, for this story, that could be for at least two reasons, right, in modern-day times. Number one, Peter had an older iPhone that wasn't waterproof, and Peter wasn't completely confident he could walk on water. Or, number two, if Peter was just like about everyone else in the world right now, he wanted it recorded on his phone. He wanted to put this on his Instagram or his TikTok. And while ancient Peter should be glad, like many of us who grew up in previous generations, ancient Peter should be glad there weren't phones to record one of his more infamous and embarrassing moments where he takes a step on the water, but verse 30, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. We would probably have felt the same thing that Peter felt as he took that risky step, fear. And fear is the primary reason we avoid doing most things. Uh, for those of us who consider ourselves Jesus followers, fear is the primary reason we avoid doing what God wants us to do. And right now, it is easy to feel fear and see risky steps all around us. However, verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed Peter. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And one of the most important ideas for Jesus followers to remember about risk was our point last week that Jesus will be right there when you need him most. 
And the great thing about that point also has the potential to be the most destructive thing about that point. Because while that point is true, it can also be misconstrued, twisted, and abused to lead people into making unnecessarily risky decisions. Which could be where today's message can help us. Our comfort zones can be faith killers because they keep us safe and keep us from opportunities for growing our faith that almost always involve some type of risk. And the good news about the journey of faith with Jesus is that most of the time, the journey includes steps. Steps that help us start and develop trust in our relationship with Jesus. Steps that are obvious, possible, and that will lead us toward Jesus. Today we're going to continue looking at Peter's journey of faith by starting at the beginning. And while last week we talked about Peter taking maybe his most famous faith risk by asking Jesus if he could walk on the water, that was not how Peter's faith journey started. There were several important risky steps before that. Today we'll read from Luke chapter 5. You can follow along the Bible app. If you don't have the Bible app, head to bible.com app. Once you're in the app, head to the more menu option in the bottom right corner, select events, and you can find our church. We'll also have the notes and verses on the screen as well. Um, there are two versions of the story that we're going to read today. Uh, one comes from Matthew, who was writing to a primarily Jewish audience who already had big faith in God. And so Matthew gives a, a few highlights from this story and moves on, which can leave those of us Gentiles or non-Jewish people, or really any spiritually curious person, with an unrealistic view of following Jesus and taking risks. Uh, thankfully, though, Luke also records more details of this story for an audience who doesn't have a history with God, doesn't know God, or doesn't know what God or Jesus are capable of. Luke's account is for those of us who need a little bit more information and a bit more explanation before we take a big risk. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. That following Jesus always begins with information. Following Jesus always begins with listening with information, with hearing. And following Jesus doesn't begin with leaving your whatever it might be. That if someone says, don't ask questions or search for information, just believe, you are following the wrong people. That real faith and following Jesus are built on truth. That faith involves information and getting your questions answered. But it doesn't just involve information, as we'll see next. Verse 2. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. That fishing at the Sea of Galilee was almost exclusively done at night. However, in the morning, the fishermen take their nets out of the water, stretch them around some poles, grab the moss, seaweed, garbage, whatever's on their nets, and grab it off of them. And then they lay out their nets, roll them up, and put them somewhere until the next night. So they are ready to go. Verse 3. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Basically, Jesus said, Hey, Peter, could I inconvenience you by borrowing your boat? Now, before this, Simon Peter and his crew uh, were probably hearing Jesus as they fixed their nets, cleaned them, and prepared them for the next fishing, fishing trip. And at this point, though, Simon Peter is definitely hearing Jesus. He's hearing him teach the crowds because he's in the boat with Jesus in a sort of a shallow part a little ways out in the water, a little ways from the crowd. Verse 4, When he had finished speaking, Jesus said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now Jesus asked Simon Peter to do something he had done hundreds, maybe thousands of times, but do it differently than Peter had ever done it before. Now there are two problems for Simon Peter. Number one, uh, Jesus, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we just cleaned and dried our nets. 
Like Simon Peter is trying to be respectful because Jesus is a rabbi or a teacher. And while this rabbi Jesus seems to be pretty good, there were plenty of other rabbis around. Verse 5, Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. And so the second problem with Jesus' request is to go out deeper to catch some fish. Uh, They fish at night. The fishermen fished at night because as the water was cool in the evening, the fish rose to the top. And during the day when the water was hot, the fish went down. And since they were fishing with a net, they would need to wait until the fish came up to the top of the water to be able to catch them. And Jesus says, Peter, I want you to go out fishing when you're not supposed to go fishing. I want you to do something you've done hundreds of times, but I want you to do it differently. I want you to do it my way. And right now, I'm not asking you to leave your family and leave your job. I'm just asking you to do something, this one thing different this one time. Now, we don't know what Simon Peter was thinking, but maybe he was thinking, well, Jesus, you're clearly just a carpenter and you don't know anything about fishing. Like, you gave a great sermon, but Jesus, you know nothing about fishing. And Jesus, you've gathered a crowd, I'm not sure if you noticed, and when this crowd sees me fishing in the middle of the day, they're going to think I'm crazy. And do you know what the risk actually was for Peter? Uh, we might think the risk was humiliation or catching or missing catching some fish or, or something else. But in reality, the risk for Peter was missing out on this opportunity, which was a step towards something so much bigger than Simon Peter could have imagined. Do you know what was on the line with this request from Jesus? On the line for Peter was whether or not he thought he could trust Jesus to take this risky step. This is why this next part is so awesome. Verse 5. Simon Peter replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I will let down the nets again. That Simon Peter didn't take this small risky step because he thought it was going to work, not because he thought it would help his reputation, not because he thought they would catch anything, and not because he thought this would be a good use of his time. Peter says, I will do this because I've loaned you my boat. I've listened to you. And because you say so, I will let down my nets. Now pause for a moment. Imagine what could have changed because of Peter's decision to take Jesus fishing or not. That the reason that we even know who Peter is, is that in that moment he decided, I'm going to trust this guy with this one opportunity to do something I've done a thousand times, but do it a different way. And for some of you, this is right where you might be right now, needing to take a risk today. There's that internal nudge or your conscience inside that God seems to be nudging you to do something different than you've done it before. And like Peter, you have no idea what hangs in the balance of your decision to take the risky step and trust Jesus with that one thing. Verse 6, And this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. Peter didn't just think about what Jesus asked. Peter didn't just consider what Jesus asked. Peter actually did what Jesus asked. And they caught all these fish because doing is what makes the difference. Verse 7, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. And this is no longer about fishing during the day or taking a risk or not. In this moment, Peter recognizes who Jesus is for the very first time. And this was the beginning of Peter's relationship with Jesus. And Peter was shoulder to shoulder, eyeball to eyeball, with the Savior of the world for at least the last few hours. However, it was not until Peter took this risky step of faith that his eyes and heart were opened. And Peter experienced something he probably never imagined he would experience. 
And in the beginning of this relationship between Peter and Jesus, Peter began to trust Jesus. And when we, and when we begin to trust Jesus, we realize who we are and who he is. Verse 9, For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll... And Jesus basically has a future for Peter. Now that Peter realizes who he is and who Jesus is, his little baby faith and trust is growing. But it all started with a decision to take a single risky step, and then another. And as we'll see, and as we have seen in Peter's life, take a few more risky steps as well. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This story of Simon Peter's first interaction with Jesus can give us a framework to how to look at steps or stages of risk in following Jesus. And the first step is usually to sit and listen. And the fact that you're online with us today, you, you might not have meant to, but you're taking a step towards following Jesus. And for some of you, that is quite a risk because of your past religious experience or maybe the uncertainty around new people. Uh, maybe for you, the risky step you need to take is to join us next week again. Uh, maybe some of you have faith questions that you've thought about asking, but you haven't yet. Maybe your risky step is to reach out to us at hello at nlnc.org to ask some of your questions. Uh, number two, loan Jesus your boat. Uh, you probably don't have an actual boat, but for Peter, loaning his boat to Jesus meant inconvenience. That he was going to give some of his time away. He was going to be a bit more involved now because Peter was actually in the boat going a little ways away from the shore so Jesus could speak to the crowds on the shore. And maybe for you that means you need to get involved in something that Jesus is doing and participate in the work that Jesus is doing around you. Um, we have opportunities for that with our church, with our local nonprofit partners, or just loving the people in your life. And the next step for Peter was, number three, take Jesus fishing. Now remember, Jesus asked Peter to go fishing in a different way during the day from how Peter had fished his entire life. And is there anything in your life that Jesus is asking you to take a risk and do it differently than you've done it before? Uh, maybe it's how you do your relationships. Maybe it's how you manage or don't manage your money. Maybe it's how you view your job or your career. Maybe it's how you parent your kids, which is hard because you notice yourself doing it the same way your parents raised you, but you know there's a better or maybe a different way. Maybe it's how you don't prioritize spiritual things. And here's how you know what that thing is. That something on the inside of you says, I really need to begin. I really need to stop. I really need to start. I really need to change. And you're not changing your whole life, but you're willing to do that one thing differently. And with that said, you have no idea how that decision to trust God to do this one thing differently could change your life. You really have no idea. That you might be scared to death, but Jesus says, come follow me. Would you be willing to take a risk and take Jesus fishing in a different way than you have before? And number four, leave your nets. Maybe you've done those first three steps and you've started to feel bored with your faith and that's probably because you've become comfortable. And what used to feel risky with your faith doesn't feel so risky anymore. And the next step for you might be to leave your nets behind by giving God your whole life. Not just giving him some parts of your life, but not others, but taking the risk of giving God, the invisible God, every aspect of your life. That God, my future is in your hands. And Jesus isn't asking you to sort of jump off the cliff of faith right away. He, he might just be inviting you to sit and listen, to loan him your boat, to, to take him fishing, or maybe to leave your nets. Because each risky step 
helps us trust Jesus more. And the purpose of these steps is not to grade yourself, but rather to ask some important questions. Am I following Jesus? Am I willing to take the next step, or am I too comfortable where I am? And this might be your jumping off cliff paradigm paragliding moment. Or this might be your joining us online to listen and learn more about Jesus moment. And as a church, part of our job is to provide some sit and listen environments. So you're welcome to do that. Just don't let that become your comfort zone. Because if you stay in any of these steps for too long, they will become your new comfort zone. And to continue to grow in your faith, you will need to get out of your comfort zone, which usually involves some level of risk. Uh, paragliding was definitely out of my comfort zone, and it was risky business to me, but the experience and the view are incredible memories in my life. And that all happened because of steps that in many cases started many years earlier. And taking a step to experience God in your life might feel like risky business, but it will change your life in incredible, incredible ways. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the way that you interacted with people on this earth, the way that you loved people and cared for people, and also helped challenge people and invited people to follow you. You invited them not just to follow you in a, a, a following exercise, but you invited them into a new life that was so much better than those people could have ever imagined. Peter, who was a fisherman doing a, a, an important job, became somebody that we're talking about 2,000 years later because he said yes to a risky step of following you. So Lord, would you help us to look at our lives and help us to see the steps that we might need to take? Would you help us to look at the steps that are next for us, whether they're more at the beginning of that faith journey process of sitting and listening, or whether they're maybe towards the, the latter part of, of following you and leaving our nets to follow you, and, and giving up and abandoning maybe our life, or giving you control over our life. Wherever we might fit, God, would you help us take the next step in our spiritual journey? Even if it seems a bit risky. Because most likely, if it's our next step, it's going to feel a little bit risky. It's going to involve a little bit of fear, maybe, of taking another step of trusting you. Would you help us to trust you with whatever that next step is? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.